Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Cap and Cork Beer, Wine, and Spirits, with 15 locations in Fort Wayne and New Haven. In good spirits, in good company. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests over four different episodes to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. This is Kyle Hyman. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part one with Father Patrick Hake. Hello. Thanks for being here, Father. Thank you for inviting me. Delighted to have you here. You had mentioned for a flavor, sparkling water. Yes. So is that something that uh, you drink regularly? Are you a... Like, do you do the flavored ones or just plain sparkling water? Uh, I do flavored sparkling water. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, our friends over at Captain Cork hooked us up with some of the uh, adult beverages of uh, sparkling flavored water. And so we've got a whole bunch of them here. We've got pineapple passion fruit, cherry cranberry, strawberry guava, peach nectarine. Those are all like these combination ones. And then there's a natural lime, black cherry, ruby grapefruit. Wow. You've opted to go for the natural lime White Claw Hard Seltzer. Yes. As a first. Okay. Well, go ahead and. Oh, <laughs> sounds fresh. We've got our Viva Bocce Classic wine glasses here. How much do we have for a taste? Uh, that, this is all up to you. Oh. Throw for a little bit. All right. Cheers. <laughs> what do you think? I like the smell of it. Mm-hmm. It seems like a very, I think this is going to be the theme with these hard <laughs> seltzers is a, a subtle flavor. Very subtle. Right. It's not like punch or anything like that. It's Yeah. I like it. It's refreshing. Refreshing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Crisp. Crisp. Yeah. All right. Well, Father Patrick, let's get to know you a little bit, a little bit of your background, family life, growing up, school. What what was how how much did faith play a role in all that? So I was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh-huh. I was out there for two years, and I decided to move back to Fort Wayne when I was two. <laughs> you decided? Yeah, I decided. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I can walk. It's time to get out of this place. <laughs> so my family's from Fort Wayne. Okay. My, my parents went out there for a job way back when uh-huh. before I was born, but they decided that it's really tough to have five kids under twelve. And not be around family, mm, you know. It's, sure, babysitters cost a lot. Yeah. So they came back to the fort where we have grandparents to uh-huh. take care of the kids. Yeah. So my family's Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I went the mass every Sunday. Uh-huh. You know, we we do prayers before meals. And do yeah, you, do you remember enjoying that or not wanting to go to mass? Did you ever like uh, put up a fight? I put up a fight a lot of times, but <laughs> okay. it, in my family, it just you just have to do it. You uh-huh. know. There were times when I wanted to fake being sick, saying, Mom, I can't go because uh-huh. I'm sick. Did it ever work? No. She just, <laughs> yeah. There was one time when I actually was sick, uh-huh. but it was, it was Christmas but Day. You, you'd cried wolf so many times. Yeah. It was Christmas Day, and my parents like picked me up and laid me in the back of the car, picked me up, picked me up and laid me, in the, laid, laid me in the church pew because I couldn't miss Mass, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> so at what point did you start thinking, I don't know if you started doubting your faith or you really embraced it. Uh, was that like kind of a transition there at, at yeah. any point where it became kind of your choice? Yeah. So the faith, I would say that my family was practicing, but I don't feel like it got very deep. You know, we go to mass every Sunday, but did it affect the rest of our lives? Not really, except like maybe on Fridays during Lent. Mm-hmm. 
You know, just something that we did. It wasn't something that changed us. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until I was a sophomore in high school that I first encountered Jesus Christ of the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. You know, I encountered that love that changes you, that love that makes you holier, the love that makes you desire to be loved by God even more. In what way did you encounter? I went on a life teen retreat through uh-huh. St. Vincent's. You know, I had a friend that invited me. I said, okay, sure. Uh-huh. And the peak of that retreat is always, um, it's 45 minutes of adoration Saturday night. Like that's when I first encountered Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Mm. You know, before that, I know I went to Catholic school for so many years. It's Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. True. I knew mm-hmm. it. I could answer that on a test. Yeah. But that day was a day in which I first knew it in my heart. You know, that day when you first know that this is a real person up there. This is the God of the universe who loves you. Huh. And when that happens, it changes everything. It changes Christianity from like something that you just do, something that affects every aspect of your life. Yeah. It makes you more open to what God's calling you to do. Because before then, to be a priest, I would have no, no way, no, no chance at all. Yeah. You know, because I didn't know God. But then once I encountered him, I was open to the change, open to being called to the priesthood, you know? And so when did you start feeling called to the priesthood? Probably sometime around that, the first encounter in the Eucharist. Really? So it's yeah. pretty instantaneous. Like I have this experience of Jesus and think that he's calling me to be a priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I was in high school, so I, I, I heard that call and I said, no, thank you. Uh-huh. You know, cause there was a desire in my heart just to be normal. I think that's common for all <laughs> high schoolers. Don't, don't want to, don't, don't want to be different for anyone else. Right. You know, what, what, what I wanted to do was to go to prom. No one wants to go to the prom with the guys going to the seminary. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I didn't really tell anyone. Okay. So God, I'll deal with that later. Sure. You know, let me just, I don't know, discern other things right now. Uh-huh. Do you regret that? Or do you look at that and say like, that was probably a good decision <laughs> to, to put that off. Or do you say, you know what? I wish I would have just kind of been all in from the beginning. You know, I think it's just part of the journey. Uh-huh. You know, that, that's what formed me. So at the seminary right out of high school, things would be different. Yeah. You know, this is like God's providence was that I was an immature high schooler. So uh-huh. <laughs> are, are we all right? Yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> Maybe still today. I'm still an immature high schooler. So after high school, what did you do then? After high school, I went to college, to Butler University uh-huh. down in Indy. I was there, I don't know, from 09 to like. 11. <laughs> you just looked at your watch. Did that help any? <laughs> <laughs> it's a reflex, you know, okay. you think yeah. about time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what were you studying? I was, so for the first year I was an exploratory student. Was it undecided? I was exploring majors. Is that an official thing that they have? I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't want to have too many students that are undecided. That looks bad on their, on the reports. Uh-huh. Exploratory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you just take the generic classes that'll kind of apply mm-hmm. to any major. Mm-hmm. And and then and after that, I studied chemistry for about a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. What were you thinking that you would do with a chemistry degree? I was hoping that I was going to figure that out along the way. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those things where, where I, I wanted to stop being undecided and start doing something. Uh-huh. And I figured, well, when I was in high school, I liked chemistry, so let's yeah. just try it out. And did you enjoy it? It was all right. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. It was fun not to think in the problems because I have a more analytical mind, I guess. Uh-huh. So that was that was so the homework there was sort of fun. Yeah, but like, but but having like a future in it, I couldn't see myself doing anything. You know, I didn't want to be a teacher, uh-huh. didn't want to be a researcher, didn't want to sell drugs. So I <laughs> couldn't think of anything to do. Okay, uh, actually, the whole analytical mind. This is something I want to dive deeper into because uh, there's a I've, I've been going through your Facebook 
Oh. <laughs> and, and there's some interesting things, including a book about cars. That's a long maybe, time ago. Wow, we'll, you went way back. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> in, a, in a future flavor of the week here. But for now, you're at Butler. You're studying chemistry. At what point do you decide, all right, this isn't for me? So I would say that it was like a common thing at the end of every semester. I'd say, okay, I'm wasting my time here. I, I don't see a future in chemistry. I don't see a future in undecided. Uh-huh. You know, it's time for me to go to seminary. Okay. You know, there was a lack of peace at the end of each semester. But towards the end of each break, I said, no, no, we'll give it one more, one more try. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, it's, it's like the definition of insanity. You know, the same thing over and over and over again. Right, right. You know, one, one day I just like realized, you know, I don't have peace right here. This is, this is a waste of time. Uh-huh. You know, because I had peace back when I was in high school when, when I was like so close to Jesus Christ. I said, okay, well, if God's calling me to be a priest, I have to at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you drifted away from your faith at Butler? Um, I would say that, that I felt more of a, contrast of, of a pole uh-huh. you know i'll still go to the match each and every sunday yeah other days weren't as in line with the faith okay yeah you know but so I had a lot of friends and my friends that they, they weren't practicing uh-huh so you decided to explore the seminary did you talk with the vocations director or what was your next step so i first talked with some priests down there you know okay these priests like never saw me i just went and had a meeting with them uh-huh. and they told me to talk to the pastor this would be, uh, this would be my, of, of my home parish okay yeah. So this would be uh, Monsignor John Kuzmik. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Monsignor John Kuzmik told me to told me, told me talk to the vocation director, who was Monsignor Bernie okay. Gaelic. Okay. Was it instantaneous? Yeah, you're accepted into the seminary, or was it that a, that a process of discernment? Um, I would say it was instantaneous, but, but I started that process too late. You know, mm-hmm. so, so I left so I left a butler after the fall semester. I couldn't get into the seminary until, until the next fall semester. Okay. So I, so I had like... Uh, eight months off, and that was the time in which I was like praying and working in the movie theater and stuff. Uh huh. So you were ordained uh, a little over a year ago. Yes. With several of your classmates. Yes. Four of you total from Bishop Dwinger. Yes. Ordained together. At what point did you kind of put this together that you're going to be in the same ordination class with these three other guys? Um, I would say once once two of them took pastoral years uh-huh. because Maskell, Zare, and Hunick both entered before me, uh-huh. you know, but they took a year, year out of seminary to discern in the parish. Okay. You know, so once, I don't know, that's when they <laughs> entered my class. Had you done any discernment together prior to that or did you have any inkling in high school when you're starting to get serious about your faith and feel this call to the priesthood that you're kind of rejecting yeah. in a way did you see these other three guys like uh, maybe they're called to be priests well tom tom was just, tom, tom, tom was the only guy that in high school that was open about being a priest he, he like wanted to be a priest since he was like in second grade or you uh-huh. know a- everyone else was more quiet yeah i guess i guess masculine and entered after high school so yeah i was fr- friends with all of them uh-huh you know yeah so what was it like being ordained together Pretty cool. Along with Father Jay as well. Yeah, can't forget Father Jay. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you have like some kind of hazing ritual to like welcome him into the club? I mean, not yet. Do you think we should do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> some, something, a little initiation. Yeah. You know? Take him feel welcomed. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> well, good. What do you give this, um, if you had to give this beverage here a rating, the Natural Lime White Claw Hard Seltzer? 
Well, I'd give this a very high rating. I was yeah. surprised by how much I'm enjoying this. Have you had anything like this before? I think I had the black cherry white claw hard okay. seltzer. But you like the natural lime. Yeah. It, it's very... Only ref- two carbs, like gluten-free. There you go. Wow. Is that something that you're kind of watching out for? Maybe I should. I don't know. <laughs> That's why you like it so much. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Father. We are going to... Uh, oh, did you give it a number? Oh, what, one through ten. One through what ten? Do you give it? Let's give it an eight. Okay. So that way we have somewhere to compare okay. here. Okay. okay. Got an eight for the natural lime. All right. We'll see how the rest of them compare here and learn more about you. And uh, I want to talk about this this car book. Maybe we can talk about that in the next one. Okay. Coming up good. here on Flavor of the Week, brought to you in part by Captain Cork. <laughs>